Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins. All the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Porpoise Pod, swimming with your asses. Hello, everybody. Tobin and Solana here with you. It is Dolphins Jets Week. Solana, are you excited? Uh, I am. I am excited. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I don't care if the entire team's on the injury report. Oh it's Dolphins God. Jets Week. You can get to 4-1 and one for the first time since 2003, if I remember correctly. I'm hyped up, Tobin. Yeah, because it's like we knew – this was a hard start to the schedule and three and one is better than you could have ever imagined. Right. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody, you know, if you told somebody, Hey, look at the start of that schedule, you'll have one loss after that. You'd be like, come on, that's awesome. But you don't want to get to the point where it's like, all right, I don't want to hear after like week seven, if they end up four and three, ah, you'd take it. You get to this point, you take advantage of it. And this jets team, they're cute. I think they're cute. I think they're, they're feisty. Mm-hmm. But I think the Dolphins are better top to bottom. And even that that is saying that with Tua Tungavaloa being hurt, they've got a couple of, you know, crazy comeback wins, you know, by a touchdown. And I think that it's one of these things where I, I, I definitely respect them more. I don't think they're a joke of a team, but I don't think they're there yet either. And I feel like if the Dolphins lose this game, it is a disappointment, even without Tua. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the Jets... We're used to them being a laughing stock. We're used to them being a disaster. We're used to them being incompetent. I don't think they're any of those things, but I'm with you. Dolphins, top to bottom, are a better team. I know that injury report past couple of days has looked uh, questionable, right? Some of the guys who have been limited in practice, now Jalen Waddles on the injury report. We know about Tyreek Hill and his groin issues. So that is concerning, but I'm with you, Tobin. It it. It's been a while since the Dolphins going into whatever, week five, week six, no matter the opponent. It's been a while where we feel this confident going in, right? Even the past couple of years where you were better than the Jets, right? You were better yeah. nine and seven, whatever it was, seven and nine, uh, nine and eight. You were better than the Jets. But did you feel confident going into the Meadowlands that you were going to win against the Jets? Uh, I don't Only know. Only when Adam felt- Gase was the coach. <laughs> that's right of the that's jets right. of course i don't mean <laughs> when course. he was the coach of the dolphins i never had confidence when that was the case <laughs> but no i look i i know they're feeling froggy i see jets fans they're happy they got zach wilson but i get that when you have a young quarterback who leads a comeback that's one of the most exciting feelings as a football fan because it's filled with hope um but pittsburgh stinks you know like let's be real about it you got kenny pickett in his tiny hands out there you know <laughs> just throwing picks left and right you had the Browns browning. You know, when the Dolphins are having insane comebacks, it's against good football teams. These guys, they're doing it against jokers. So, you know, for me, I think that they got some explosive things all over the place, and I am worried for sure. Like the injury report, you see Xavier Howard, 
still not practicing. You know, Byron Jones, was he going to come back this week? He's not. And so you're looking around and, and that defense, which has given up a lot of passing yards, and you're like, all right, what, 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 what can they do here to freak out Zach Wilson a little bit? And I go to this defensive front, this pass rush, which I don't think has been as vaunted as it could be. You know, they had a pretty good day against Josh Allen. They, got, they, they sacked him four times. They got a bunch of hits on him. But, you know, he's one of the toughest challenges to bring down Lamar Jackson, too. But, like, I thought I was going to see a lot more against Joe Burrow, and I did not. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I think, the type of packages that the Dolphins uh, have implemented where they're just sending blitzes from every which way. So in that in, in those instances, right, with that scheme, I guess you, you do tend to rely less on your pass rush getting to the quarterback as often because, I mean, you know, you, you have that guy, Javon Holland, you know, Ocho, just yes. get in, get into quarterbacks at will, it seems like. Brandon Jones has done a good job as well, blitzing. Um, so, I mean, we can name a bunch of guys. So it's not that I, – I wouldn't say – I think you agree with me, right? Like, we're not disappointed in the Dolphins' pass rush. But you know there's like another level there, certainly. And what better time to take it to that next level than against this uh, this Zach Wilson, who eh, you're right, uh, Pittsburgh sucks, Tobin. Let's be let's be 100 they suck, honest. Dude. They suck. They suck. They suck. Eh, Mike Tomlin, no more tricks in the old bag. You uh, you lose Big Ben, and uh, and and now you're you're relying on Kenny Pickett, who threw three interceptions in his first game. But I'm with you. Like I'd really like to see them get more pressure on Zach Wilson, get him uncomfortable. He didn't necessarily look great other than in the fourth quarter. And even then it was, you know, just an okay performance to lead them back to a victory. So I'm, I'm with you there. Well, I think the thing that's going to be interesting with Zach Wilson is he is a gunslinger. He does improvise a lot. Um, and this is, you know, been a past defense that people have gotten success against, but we've also seen Josh Boyer have a lot of success against young quarterbacks. I mean, he's really made their life hell. And I do think that for for this type of matchup, you know, that that's what I'd like to see. You know, I think we had a little bit of doubt from the defense going from the Baltimore game because of how many big plays they gave up. Then they bounced back in a big way against the Bills, you know, just with key stops, even though they gave up a lot of yardage. You know, it was a tough task against them, but they still stood tall and did not give up a lot of points. And, you know, he said something to the effect this week of like, you know, stats are cool, but the biggest point is just getting the ball back to the offense and not giving up any damage. Right. And he's right about that. So for me, it's uh, it, it's it, it's it, it's a big key for them this week. Where all right, I'm not gonna hold too much against them for Thursday night football because one Thursday night football is hot garbage. And by the way, if you guys <laughs> saw that last night, holy crap! Dude, this is the worst product. I got to be honest with you. Like, put an investigation into Thursday Night Football because it is the worst. Oh, my God. Like, I'm never going to get – I mean, I, I'm not going to say never, but it's going to be hard for me to get mad about a Thursday Night Football game ever. It's such fake football. It's garbage. If you watched that game last night, I'm sorry. Uh, like, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry for you. It was the most boring football game ever. And, Tobin, so I'm, I'm up in New York – and uh, my whole family came up here. Dolphins game is on Sunday, obviously. And my sister lives in, in Long Island. So the whole fam comes up. And my, my girlfriend, my brother's wife, and my sister's husband, they're not really into football. Like, you know, they know the Dolphins or whatever. But they're not big fans of football. They didn't even realize there's Thursday night football game. Like, these are very, very surface-level fans. And I said, hey, 
football game, Amazon Prime. Let's watch it as a fan. You know, a little, little family bonding time. Right. They hated my guts by halftime. Understood. They hated me. <laughs> I understand why they did because that I dude when I like so I was doing the Heat game and I when I tell you that a thirty point blowout of preseason basketball was more entertaining than this because I tune in and Russell Wilson overthrows a dude on third down to force another field goal and the pain in in the and the look in the Broncos fans the misery of the field goal kicker coming out again was something to really behold like it was breathtaking how angry they were at this and i gotta tell you dude i'm watching both of those guys russell wilson washed okay this uh this matt ryan holy crap i mean he is old and you know russell wilson was like on everybody's top 10 list they gave him a lot of money two is better than that guy i'm telling you he's better than that guy he's better sure for sure it's not even close it's not even close and Matt Ryan is getting sacked. And he got sacked 19 times last night. And he is just sick of it. He is spiking so the ball. He's getting up. He doesn't even want his offensive lineman to help him up anymore. He's getting pressured on every single play. And by the way, that field goal you're talking about, I'm like 90% sure it was blocked. It was. <laughs> it was. It was blocked. It was. Because I, I looked up and I'm like, oh, it's still 6-6. What the hell happened? As I was like getting ready to talk to my guy, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Tig. I'm like, oh, because I was like going laptop to laptop. I was like, hmm, didn't kick that field goal. Didn't go through, huh? Well, I mean, Thursday night football, go to hell. I don't count that. Lo- In fact, I have now declared the Dolphins 3-0-1. All right? Not I'm a true it. loss. Not a true I'm loss, it. dude. I'm, 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 I'm with it. Uh, we, uh, we say in, uh, in, in the Latino world, caquita, uh, Thursday night like football. That. Caquita, just enough already with the Thursday night football. Bro, such caquita. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you n- nailed it. You nailed it. I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh, all right. How confident are you uh, with Teddy Bridgewater this week? You know, got him at QB. He's the sturdy vet. You know, he's got he's got his uh, his his. What what are we doing with this nickname? I heard like this week on Dolphins Reddit is Blur Brothers a thing? Like you know, apparently Balding is trying to make Blur Brothers a thing. I don't know how you feel about it. You know, I, but, eh. you know, I didn't hate it. Not that I liked it. I didn't hate it until I found out it was Brian Baldinger, who, by the way, Baldy does a great job. But is Baldy really the guy we want setting nicknames in 2022? I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. know. He does, like, as, as much as people love his Twitter account, I don't exactly uh, quantify him as hip. But you never know where a good <laughs> nickname comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, to your initial question, though, as much as, you know, as a leader of the Skylar Thompson Brigade, uh, you know, as much as I would love to see old Skylar out there, I, I'm, 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 I'm cool with Teddy. I think we, we saw a decent enough performance on Thursday Night Football. I get it, by the way. And we talked a little bit about it at the end of the last pod. He threw the interception. It was a bad throw. There's no way to justify that throw. He waits two more seconds. He might just be wide open. And uh, and and it's a first down for the Dolphins, and they have a chance to go take the lead. But man, I he instilled confidence in me at the very least that he can keep you afloat, right? Like you're not going to be treading water with your backup quarterback if he goes out there, he plays mistake-free football, and hopefully the ball sticks to his glove. Teddy two gloves makes it happen. Um, I, I I can't see why he can't outplay Zach Wilson, truthfully, right? Like. It's not crazy to think Teddy Bridgewater can outplay Zach Wilson. 
No, I don't think it's crazy. Um, you know, the, the one thing I'm curious to see is like, is this a week where they can get the run game going? Uh, you know, you're talking about two teams that are on the top five in passing yards. And I think on the bottom six in, in rushing yards per game this year. So neither one of them are very good at it, uh, but are better at slinging the ball around. But this feels like when you're going to a situation where you have a Teddy Bridgewater, like Teddy took some shots, don't get me wrong, which was good to see. I, you know, they were they were definitely trying to impose that uh, against the Bengals. But um, for me, I, I just feel like it's been disappointing to see that even in certain situations where they could give their defense a break or milk some clock away. They really just can't seem to get any momentum going with that run game. Yeah, I mean, that's really been the biggest concern, in my opinion, other than injuries. Uh, for the Dolphins this entire year and it'd be a huge help Tobin if they finally can and I don't know about you but I'm really expecting to see different types of 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 like play design from Mike McDaniel this week like let's get crazy let's let's pull out the bag of tricks a little razzle dazzle this week because you have Teddy Bridgewater out there it's the first time he's going to start the game for the Dolphins this year so really it's a blank slate for this offense you don't even know really who's going to play it's going to be an interesting uh injury report or or an active list uh like an hour and a half before the game so i think the dolphins have this opportunity where they can implement some some wacky stuff out there and make the most of it yeah we'll go over that injury report as the porpoise pod swims on after this porpoise pod swimming on here getting ready for a week five matchup against the new york jets miami dolphins are three and a half point favorites on the road getting ready you excited to see that medlife takeover dude yeah i am bro Dolphins fans in New York are insane. Like yeah. it's crazy. It is crazy how many Dolphins fans are up here. And uh, great story from last year, Tobin. So Dolphins in New York, broadcast team is up here, and Jason Taylor misses the broadcast bus from the hotel to go to the stadium. Totally misses the bus. So he has to jump in an Uber by himself. And he's calling like Joe Rose. Hey, hold the bus. Hold the bus. I'm in the elevator. Hey, we got a police escort, JT. Like, yeah, wow. I know you're JT. I know you're the Hall of Famer. Police escort's not waiting for anybody, unfortunately. So the bus driver's like, I got to go. And we're, we're telling him, yo, this is the Hall of Famer. You, you got to wait for the Hall of Famer. JT. Bus driver just, just hits it. Wow. So J- JT gets in an Uber and they drop him off at – you know, the, the Uber lot, they're not taking them in. Uh, it's it, the Uber doesn't have credentials to get into the stadium. So Jason Taylor has to walk from the Uber lot through all the fans and it's mother bleeping Jason Taylor. He told us it took him like an hour from the Uber lot just to get to the stadium because every single person in that parking lot at the tailgate recognized him. And guess where he happened to walk right through dolphin takeover. Wow. The MetLife takeover. So wait, so, so Jay, so he was doing like Jason Taylor was stopping for selfies? I don't know if he was stopping. I mean, he's he's a professional, so he knew he had to get up to the booth to at least make it uh for when the broadcast starts like twenty minutes before kickoff. But I just love the idea of Jason Taylor trying to blend in with uh with the commoners as he's walking through the one place in the world where everybody would recognize him, a Dolphins Jets game in New York. I feel like Jason Taylor in that move, like if everybody wants a picture with him, he's just got to gather the Dolphins around, group picture, <laughs> one shot. Like one. Mike McDaniel did with the media the first day. Just like once out, JT takes it, everybody, hey, y'all got me. I got to go. Yeah. It'll be late. Yeah. The JT, That's incredible. The, 
the JT selfie. Yeah. Um, all right. So this injury report that came out on Thursday, uh, I would say the most concerning thing for it is Tyree Kill because that's the first time he's been on the injury report this year. He was limited in practice with a quad injury. Um, we haven't seen him on there so far. We know that he had cramps in one of the games. Uh, Jalen Waddle remains on there. He's still dealing with the groin. He was limited in practice. Xavier uh, Howard did not practice. I don't know if that's a bubble wrap thing. I, I don't know what to read. Is that We know that he's not 100%, but they have had a lot of days off by the time they get to game day. Same thing with Teron Armstead. He doesn't really practice. Um, and that, well, that's going to be Tobin. Let's be real. Teron Armstead's not going to practice this year. No. He's just not going to practice, and then he's going to go out there. He'll play like a stud because that's that's what he does. That is and what he I, does. I'm kind of feeling like Xavier Howard is getting that similar treatment. Pro bowler, he's your best player on the defense. What's more important, Xavier Howard getting reps in practice versus River Craycraft or Xavier Howard being healthy for game day? So I'm that, that one's not too concerning other than the fact that he's been banged up. I get it, and I understand some people were taking issue with the way not that he got abused, but definitely the, the Bengals had their way with, with X on a couple plays. Sure. And um, I'm fine with him not playing if it means he's going to be ready on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, like, look, what you said it, dude. Like, what is the what is the cornerback need to practice in tandem with anybody for? He has one job. He roves on the best receiver. Like, that's what he does. Like, there's, there's no communication that needs. And look, you know he's playing hampered. I mean, it's so clear. Even yeah. just the idea that he's like, how many – how many pick sixes has he? He's dropped like two pick sixes. I feel like he's dropped four interceptions. That's not Xavier Howard, dude. Like he is just, he is, uh, he he's a monster when it comes to getting the football. And so you just can tell he's not himself. So he is battling through some things. I give him props on that, but you need him out there. I mean, this is already a depleted secondary with, uh, with, you know, you're playing undrafted rookies uh, and look, Caterco is playing great. Nick Needham's doing decent. But, like, this is where you're at right now because Byron Jones doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, Byron Jones. That one's weird to me, too, Tobin, uh, because, man, it, it felt all offseason. Not that the Dolphins were upfront about it, but it felt from Mike McDaniel and the defensive coaching staff kind of felt like he would be ready for week one. And then, you know, right before week one, he's on the PUP list, and uh, and now he should – be off or he is off the pup list but he's still not ready so that that one is, is kind of weird to me you know i kind of raise an eyebrow at it yeah because i mean do we know what it is it's an achilles is that what he got done like that some lower leg thing they're not really right like you never know how that stuff's gonna heal he's not like he's not a super young guy and so like you know some guys can bounce back from stuff uh you know quickly like you know some people are freaks like you know, James Robinson from the Jaguars came back from an Achilles injury. He's, you know, amazing. But, like, some people, it takes a long time for, for you to bounce back on stuff like that. So, I don't know what to make of Byron Jones, dude. You know, like, there was talk that he wasn't going to come back with him because he was going to be a cap, uh, you know, a cap casualty. Right. And, you know, then he gets the surgery, guarantee that money. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if you can – I don't know if we can – hold our breath that Byron Jones, because even if he does come back, I think he gets like 21 days to ramp up. It's not like he comes back and boom, he's ready to go. Boom, you're ready to go play. So I don't know. Maybe that's not something we can count on anytime soon. And it, probably not, but I will say it is a little concerning because as well as Cater Cahoos played, um, Nick Needham, you know, he's, a, he's always going to be solid. 
let's be real, Tobin, this defense is designed to have two dynamic cornerbacks on each side. Yeah. And how long, how long can the Dolphins, truthfully, I'm not, I'm not hating on, on Cater um, and, and, and Nick Needham and obviously X, like, you know what you're going to get from him at some point in the season. He'll, once he's, he's healthy, you know, he's going to be the most dynamic player on the field, but how long can the Dolphins survive with a depleted uh, backfield, right? Like, uh, it, it it's tough. You want you want the guys that you you brought in, and uh, you know not having them out there. I'm just wondering. At some point, it's going to be an issue, and it hasn't been yet. But at some point, you know it will be. Yeah, and, and to that end, like it's not as much as we say the schedule is softening up, and I guess theoretically it is. Like you know the Jets are more explosive. Vikings have a ton of weapons. The Lions have the number one offense in the league right now. Crazy enough. So and the worst it, defense, <laughs> right? But like, it, it, it's not like it's gonna get any easier anytime soon for this uh, this secondary. So it's gonna be an interesting thing to definitely check out. But for me, uh, was good to see that Cedric Wilson looks like he is uh, fully practicing. So that was uh, that was exciting to see because I don't feel like he's really splashed yet. Like I, I don't. I think you know before all the Tyree kill mania happened, un, and understandably so. Uh, you know, people were excited to see what Cedric Wilson was going to bring to the table. I don't think we've really felt that impact quite yet. Yeah, really the biggest play he's had, he's had a couple receptions, but right before Jalen Waddle, week one caught that pass and took it to the house. It was Cedric Wilson on whatever it was third and 22 set up the fourth and 10. He was able to bring in a ball that, uh, it, it was a good play. Like he brought that ball down and set up the play for the dolphins rather than having to punt the ball before the half set it up so that Tua can hit the, the, the old dime ski right up the middle to uh, to Jalen Waddle. So I'm with you. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to see. Yeah, yeah, good times. That good was times. good time. I miss you, Tua. I miss you so much. <laughs> Is Tobin, w- what's your gut telling you about Tua, by the way? I don't know if we're going to get to that later, but what's, what's I, I don't you? know. Well, see, I, I don't know how much we want to touch on in the pod because, like, I figure we're going to have to probably pod whenever this investigation drops, right? right. Like, right. Because um, I feel like, unfortunately whatever comes out of that is almost going to dictate when he comes back. Cause I feel like there's yeah. going to be damage control for it right or wrong. Although I thought Jalen Ramsey made a good point. You know, it's, it's funny hearing the stars of this league talk about it and you know, they're all young and on top of the world. So, you know, they don't have this feeling like it is ever going to hurt. And also, you know, he plays cornerback. I don't know how much that, how many cornerbacks have ever, been uh Meyer with CTE or anything like that but you know Jalen Ramsey made an interesting point about like T Higgins same thing happened to him going to that Thursday night game where he had the concussion he goes yeah but he balled out like he killed in that game and nobody's talking about it and I thought that was a good point and then Joe Burrow he comes out on uh Colin Cowherd show and he's like oh yeah I've like forgotten half of games but that's that's them's the breaks like that's what I signed up for which is a really real thing to say but, you know, I don't know how that plays into, you know, this getting CNN coverage and ABC coverage and all that, because, yes, football is barbaric and we lie to ourselves about what they're actually doing out there. And we're OK with them going and playing a football game on three days notice. Wolf Blitzer was doing uh, was was doing around the clock coverage on Tua Tungavailoa. He really was. It's crazy. He was. <laughs> I was like, really? All right. Wolf Blitzer. Here he is. And, and you're right, by the way, we'll definitely pod as soon as, you know, the investigation, all the details are released. But from what we're seeing, the most recent reports from the time you and I are recording this 
there seems to be a disagreement between the NFL and the NFLPA, which isn't a surprise. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what comes from this. I just want to know what is the Dolphins punishment here? Like, you're going to have you're, another first. <laughs> you're going to have to tell me like, I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm going to have to see to a wobbling like this. Mike McDaniel saying thumbs up. He's good. And they throw the helmet on him and push him out the door for me to like, say, Oh, anybody in the dolphins needs to lose their job. I'm going to need to see that for this to be the case. Cause otherwise I really don't know what you want to have it because you're all telling me you fired somebody who you said, who you guys had the right to, because you said he didn't do his job great. That guy doesn't work for the Dolphins. So I don't know what the team is supposed to do. And then are you supposed to blame the player and the coach because the coach should have not believed his player that he wanted to go out there and play? I don't I, – I really am upset by what happened because I wanted – you know, I, ne- I would never want to see what happened to a happen. And, you know, I think the, the biggest reason what happened happened – is the fact that he had to play a football game in three days and he wasn't all the way healthy, back, head, ankle, whatever the hell it was. But I I still, as the days go by with this, you know, everybody just wants to kind of find somebody to be mad at with this. And it's just like, you're being mad at a sport that this can happen to. It just happened to happen to a very famous, uh, beautiful face. Yeah, on national TV. And the optics of it were so... Um, it, the, the shock factor, right, is I think what really got to everybody. Tobin, all the hot takes that have been coming out, every head coach was asked about this. I was surprised. Typically, the head coaches in the NFL, it almost always seemed like a brotherhood, right? Like they always right. had their back. And Mike McDaniel coming in, he's highly regarded across the league. Everybody who's crossed paths with him has nothing to say but positive things. I was really surprised to see like Bill Belichick, Not that he took a direct shot and not really that he was calling for his job. It wasn't to that extent, but, you know, saying that he's he's in those situations, done what's best for the player. And then you have those stories of Gronkowski saying, you know, he he doesn't remember half the games he's played in either. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, hypocritical comments coming out of head coaches over the past couple of days. I did find the Belichick thing interesting, but here's the thing that Belichick's leaving out of that story. Because I happened to do a radio show with one of his former players that he actually did this to. (laughs) This happened in the early 90s. There were no concussion protocols. So it's a beautiful thing for Belichick to do that he didn't think that, you know, his player was medically all the way there. Maybe he's done it in the early, you know, in the days after. Although, pretty sure Wes Welker, Dolphins wide receiver coach, uh, got lit up quite a few times as a New England Patriot. Pretty sure. Yeah, uh, he there, had to wear a giant helmet by the end of his career. <laughs> there's there's a pretty good documentation about Wes Welker taking taking some hits right up the middle yep. of the field, getting laid out, and uh, he was right back in the game a couple minutes later. But Harbaugh was the one I was like, that that one was the one I was like, wow, John Harbaugh, really? Like, what's uh, what's your deal there, dude? Yeah, well, hey, Harbaugh, how about how about you focus on winning a game in the fourth quarter? Huh? How, yeah, about, how about how about you settle yeah. down with the comments about Mike McDaniel about concussions? How about you stop blowing leads in the fourth quarter to uh, AFC's teams? All right, Harbaugh. How about you keep it when you're up three scores? Don't lose those games. <laughs> not Dummy. that hard. Not that hard, it's Harbaugh. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, Harbaugh. You know, just like, come on, dude, figure it <laughs> okay. out. It's 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 ridiculous. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I am curious 
because I want to see, you know, I'm curious of the drama, but like, yeah, it sucks. The Dolphins feel like they're always in the middle of these investigations. Like, yeah, either a tamping investigation, a bully gate investigation. Now it's a concussion investigation. Like, I, you know, just can't, I was just enjoying football this year. I was finally just enjoying football. The team was fun. Tyreek Hill, amazing. This team is like the most explosive team in the NFL. And you know, now it's now it's ruined by you know. There's a big a bunch of party poopers. Yeah, it's a big cloud over the team now. You're right. The Dolphins always seem to be in the national spotlight for the wrong reasons. And finally, that changed this year. Finally, they were in the national spotlight. Maybe again for the wrong reasons because everybody was doubting Tua. But once he proved them wrong in weeks one, two, and three, that changed. The discourse changed. All the talk, all the dialogue was positive. Tua is making the most of this. Mike McDaniel, he's kind of found a way to maximize Tua. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. What uh, what Baldy call them? <laughs> the Blur Brothers. The Blur Brothers. Uh, I don't hate it, Tovin. I don't hate right. it. So you're, you're coming around on it. You're coming yeah, around on it. it. I don't hate it. Because I, I saw in an article on on they were like, and they're calling them the Blur Brothers, and I'm like, they are. I was Ooh. very confused, and I was so I like looked up Waddle Blur Brothers, and the guy I saw was Baldy. I was like. So this person just kind of ran with a baldy uh, whoever's <laughs> running for USA Today uh, Dolphins like just kind of ran with it. Good for Who's them. Safadine. It wasn't Safadine. No, it wasn't. It oh, was their was blog. It? Whoever their blogger is, because I think Safadine's their national guy. But like, right, right. I was like, look, I was like, they're, they're, they are calling them the Blur Brothers. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware. Huh, I must have missed that one. Uh, <laughs> what is your uh, prediction for this week, my friend? What do you have? Dolphins, Jets, Week Five. What do you think goes down? Yeah, I'm going to say low-scoring game. Uh, not not like the, the trash we saw last night on Thursday Night Football low-scoring. Oh let's, uh, let's pray for anything but that. But, Tobin, let's be 100% honest about this Dolphins offense. As great as they've been, as electrifying as they've been, other than that fourth quarter against Baltimore, they haven't really been putting up points like one fair. of the most electrifying teams in the NFL, right? I've seen a lot of people say that, and I do think it is fair can't take away a fourth quarter, right? You can't just take away four touchdowns in a quarter and say, what else have they done? I don't think that's fair either. But now you add the element of a lot of players are banged up. You add the element of Tua not playing. Teddy Bridgewater's in for the first time. You're on the road. New York hyped up. They feel like they've got something now. Robert Sala, he's never been happier. And he feels so grateful that his team's not owned four because he was telling all the reporters he's taking notes. So, uh, so the Jets are coming in, you know, on their high horse. That's fine. But good old fashioned Jets Dolphins matchup, low scoring in the twenties, in the teens Dolphins, pull it out. The more experienced team, they've got the veterans. They've got the better playmakers. I think it comes down at the end and, uh, very long winded there, but I got the Dolphins by six points, baby. Wow. All right. I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be uh, a high scoring game either, but I don't know for me, whatever reason, I think it's going to be like, I think they're going to embarrass the jets on defense. I feel like this is a defense embarrasses Zach Wilson, brings him to earth type of day. You know, I'm, th- I'm thinking like 21, 10, you know, okay. even okay. with a picks with a pick six in there, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pick six snowman, you know, does something dynamic and Zach Wilson's, you know, looking for his favorite milf. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I feel like it's going to go down. I feel like they handle the Jets, but I'm with you. I don't think it's a very high scoring game either. Yeah, yeah. I I hope uh, I hope there's a lot of mills from Miami coming up to uh, to the Meadowlands. Make things as hard as possible. Just gotta distract them, dude. You gotta do whatever you can. Milfs unite out there, all right? Dolphin milfs. 
You do what you do. Distract Zach Wilson. All right? Do it for the team. That's our Porpoise Pod, everybody. We'll talk to you the next time.